you guys. Well, yeah. why wouldn't you have texted us about it? Well, because then I got distracted. Um, <laughs> okay. I was cooking dinner. And today um, at the grocery store, I got refills on both my cinnamon and like Italian spices. You put cinnamon making, on your food? Like I made chicken that was like cinnamon, like crusted <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Actually, so good. <laughs> Can kids see why Lindsay loves cinnamon toast chicken? I did. It was an accident, but it turned out I was like, "Am I redoing dinner, or is it fine?" And it was fine. So, well, we good. That's all that matters. Here we are. Anyway. Here we are at last. Welcome back, guys, to another exciting episode of Behind the Timeline featuring, (laughs) for some reason, and at this point, the four movies in, I can't figure out why, so many people's favorite superhero, (laughs) Batman. By this point, he wasn't anymore. Like, after this, like, he was enemy enemy of the state, number one. (laughs) Really tough times for comic book movies, but um, we we do have Matt back with us again, as usual, on a Batman movie. Hi, Matt. Hi. Thanks for joining, dude. Wouldn't be nice a Batman time. movie without you. It wouldn't. It's kind of, actually, I was thinking about it earlier. Um, this is the last time we'll have a Batman movie for a while. Twelve years. Yeah. Yeah, in the timeline, I was like, "Oh God, is it going to take us twelve years? Isn't it two thousand and one?" Like, <laughs> no, we won't have a Batman movie till two thousand eight. Is it two thousand eight? Yeah, Batman Begins. Damn. Well. Worth the wait. You know, it was. They're being the franchise being punished for this outing because it's yeah. awesome. Twelve years to learn your lesson. Yeah. It's like the Joel best. Schumacher fucking curb stomped this franchise. Oh my god, dude! I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to get into my notes. By the way, guys, just to let you all know before we get started, Lindsay and I are heavily drinking right now. Um, I have a movie theater cup full of vodka cranberry. Matt I'm has shots. potato Water. salad. Water. <laughs> No, I don't have potato salad anymore. It's all gone. But all right, I, I am the only person on this podcast that is stone cold sober. I think oh, I'm not trying to remedy that for this occasion, but I know. Well, we forced him to watch it at like eleven o'clock at night too. God, where where the movie curb stomped my brain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you guys might have figured it out by now, but we are here for 1997's Batman and Robin. The I almost said epic from Joel Schumacher, but the epic Classic. fail from Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Um, I honest to God, dude, have probably not laughed this hard at a movie that I wasn't supposed to laugh at in a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, On the reverse side of that, I haven't yelled this much at the, my TV and abject confusion and frustration since the Super Bowl. Like I just out loud, I'm saying shit throughout this whole movie. Like, why did that do that? Why is that there? Who would do that? <laughs> it's just, it's fucking insane. Yeah. My notes were Batman and Robin. Why? <laughs> why is it? Well, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. Yeah. We'll discuss um, that. Yeah. I mean, welcome ladies and gentlemen to the end of the road, the apocalypse, the ruination of Batman in the nineties. 
It is a marvel of nostalgic film mysticism that this would be the movie that drives Matt and Scott into an agreement corner <laughs> for the first time on the podcast. For the very first time that Matt's ever been on here, this is what some of the men and I are going to be fucking agreeing with. That other, other than like a tentpole movie like Spider-Man. Well, yeah. Okay. Like an actual timeline movie, not like something recent. Not something that's unanimously considered good. Well, I mean, yeah. Those are, yeah, like Matt said, like a big tent pole that's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is. This is the ruination of Batman. <laughs> and it's. <laughs> and it's my. It's, it's my favorite. I can't. I love it so much. And like, honestly, like, because I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Outside of Dark Knight, like this is like I fucking love this movie. It's so funny. There's no that's what it is. Like there's it's so funny. If you told somebody, like if you put a gun to my head and was like, Why do you like why does Lindsay like Batman and Robin so much? I honestly would just be like, she probably thinks it's fucking funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like it's on and it's just like, God damn, like this happened. Like honestly, just like the reflection on society that this yeah, movie oh, yeah. is. It's like it's good. It's a good perspective builder. Like nothing's this, nothing's too important if Joel Schumacher spent millions of dollars doing this. Surely everything's fine. My my career's going great. <laughs> Look what happened to Joel Schumacher. And I sent this text to them last night as I was watching this abortion of a movie. Um, I, was, I was like, they had some Oscar winning actors in this movie, and this was the performance. They're like, got it. Solid. Mm-hmm. No need for yeah. reshoots. All right, that's a wrap. <laughs> we did it, guys. Cast. We made the best Batman movie ever. The cast so, on this movie is unfucking real. Like Scott fucking, tells about it. Like the people yeah. that were involved in this thinking it would be good. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah. So directed by Joel Schumacher, as you well know, this is actually something I didn't know because he wasn't involved in Batman Forever. Uh, the film was written by Bob Kane and Akiva Goldsman. Bob Kane originally was just the create uh, character creator, but he did act as a creative consultant throughout the entire film. Not just like one or two days. He was there from start to finish as like, yep, that's something Batman would do. Nope. That's cool. I love that change. Stupid. Uh, So the film stars, and I thought this was insane, dude. In 1997, the first person on the ticket when the credits start rolling that is mentioned is not George Clooney. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fuck yeah. Dude, yeah. So it's Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dr. Freeze or uh, Victor Freeze. Uh, George Clooney as Batman. Chris O'Donnell as Robin. Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl slash Barbara Wilson. So we're already starting off great. Uh, and Uma Thurman as Pamela Isley. Thank you for adding that, by the way. <laughs> Pamela Isley slash Poison Ivy. Uh, and the film was done by Elliot Goldenthal, who, who returned from Batman Forever, who did not take a single snippet from Danny Elfman's original score from the first two. 1989 and 1992. Nothing. Lindsay, I wrote this <laughs> because I knew this was going to be like three paragraphs wrong. No, I just figured it was going to be three paragraphs long if we let Matt write it. Um, That's correct. Yeah, why don't yeah. you go ahead, you go ahead <laughs> with this? Matt, tell me the plot, please. When Mr. Freeze begins wrecking havoc across Gotham, dynamic duo Batman and Robin step in to thwart his plans. However, their partnership becomes woefully untethered, like all of this movie, with the arrival of Poison Ivy and her muscle-bound bodyguard, Bane, 
who seeks to remove mankind from Gotham and replace them with her diabolical plants. Both of the villains in this movie have completely different plans. I was thinking about that. We should hook up. Yeah, it's very (laughs) at odds, the two of them, like what they're trying to do. Yeah, we should, yeah. Uh, you guys can find this where? Oh, you better believe it. Max. I'm Max. Max. <laughs> Max. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Justin Timberlake said, take us to the chorus. Take us to the timeline. That was that was awesome. Uh, it is it is 1997, um, and an in, 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 incredible moment. And just something we just should like take a minute to just <laughs> acknowledge. This was the year that Buffy the Vampire Slayer premiered on the WB. Later, the original of of it, like I just oh, mm-hmm. everyone's first girl crush besides Topanga, I think. Uh, what oh, about so much more. Party? So much more. Oh, that's fair. I retract my previous statement, Matt. Good call. Who do you, what did you say? Kimberly from the Power Rangers. The yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. Can't Dude, believe I even just said that out loud. No, Buffy. Buffy is so much more. So much more than a hot protagonist. Just a moment. Just poor one. It's like the only thing we should even mention. But also, The Simpsons becomes the longest running animated TV series at 10 years at this point, I think. And Tiger Woods becomes the youngest golfer to ever win the Masters in the history of golf. Whoop. This is my favorite moment of the show. Oh, it's bad. I haven't seen this. You pulled Dude. this stuff. This is bad. Yeah. This oh, is no. my favorite moment of all time. The Rotten Tomatoes score. This has made me adding this to the timeline notes all fucking worth it. This will easily go down in history as the worst film we have ever or will ever. It has to. It has to. 11% on the tomato meter and That's 16% audience score the fact that people went into this and were like oh this is actually not bad five percent more than than critics blows my fucking mind dude bro that is egregious i and i still think it's too high so for those of you who are playing the home game by the way this would not be dethroned as the lowest rated comic book movie of all time until 2015's fantastic four oh so we will we will see this will not be the worst was we ever like do. 3%. Three percent. Three? Yeah. I didn't think anything got as low wait, as that. Wait, which which Fantastic Four? The one with uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan and Can't Miles Teller. Me. I didn't think that movie was that bad. But it okay. wasn't. Yeah, and then Doctor Doom showed was, up, but he's not Doctor Doom. It was, it was below mediocre at best. Mm. Neither of these movies are that bad to be under twenty percent. No. Dude, this absolutely deserves to be under twenty percent. You are. You are. I'm not even rating this. If you oh, scroll down to the bottom to the bottom of the notes right now and read what I wrote for the rating. <laughs> Scrolls furiously. I know. Oh wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I I know what I'm gonna rate it. Yeah, we do. I I, re- I will not let you turn this up to an eleven. I'm not turning it up to 11. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Um, 
Didn't we? Do we already cover the Oscar winners and Nas is the English patient? Obviously, this got so many nominations. You know, uh, Emmy winners was Frasier and Law and Order, which I we continually keep going back to how insane it is that Law and Order was an Emmy winner at some point. Yeah, trauma is so much better now. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Matt, tell me how much this made, which is insane. This movie made for your guys are prepared. Uh, I was busy updating my notes. One second. <laughs> Where is it? The top grossing movie is what you is that what you? Yeah, asked? so top grossing. Okay, top grossing movie was of course Titanic. Uh, this made this can't be right. It's, it's totally right. right. It's a hundred percent right, right. Two dollars and thirty eight cents. Right. No. Two dollars. Two hundred thirty eight. Million dollars. I double checked. Twenty three dollars and eighty cents. No. And fun fact for you though, George Clooney is. uh It's believed that George Clooney would repeatedly refund people that went to see this movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I read that, I actually read the note, and I was like, "That's not what Scott asked me. There's no way that's." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that what Titanic made on its opening night? Because that cannot be Batman. <laughs> That that is not even co- like Titanic made like six hundred million and it's like its first month. Like, yeah, like oh my God. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, "There's no way that's right." Yeah, that's what we'll do. That's why I put the parentheses there. That it was absolutely writing the coattails of its fucking namesake at that point. It's that's just why everybody, everybody wants to see the Batman movie, but yeah, yeah, it's it's wild that it made like not an insubstantial amount of money and then just completely bombed. In like, I did not expect that. I- the Rotten Tomatoes to be that low. Like, that's like, it's so bad. Okay, so let's get out of the timeline and talk no, about No, we this have nightmare. sequels, and this is a really fun Oh, right, part right, right, me. right, right. Okay, so we're at, we're at four, yes? Four movies in now? Like yeah, so we first? have 89, 92, 95, 97. Okay, um, so we're at the end of the Schumacher films. The next is the Nolan trilogy. Um, yeah, tell me this. So this piss poor performance of Batman and Robin caused WB to pull the plug on all of their superhero endeavors from this point forward, canceling Schumacher's planned fifth film titled Batman Unchained, which was actually already in production when this came out. Like it was being written. People were being cast. People were being approached about characters. (laughs) It would have featured uh, Nicolas Cage as Scarecrow and a yet unnamed actress as Harley Quinn, who was in the film written to be an unstable toy maker and the Joker's daughter. The whole reason that they introduced Scarecrow was because they wanted to use his fear toxin to bring back other actors who had played previous villains to make cameo appearances, culminating with Jack Nicholson reappearing in front of Harley. So... When this movie was being worked, it was also being pitched as kind of like a it was supposed to originally be pitched, if I remember correctly, as like a Batman year one. Because mm-hmm. that and then they're like, we're not going to do any Batman movies because I know that this movie was it, it it was in pre pro for quite a while. Yeah. And along the time, because it was also still being thrown around in the mid two thousands because they were, he was trying to pitch it again as, as a, a, like a Batman year one esque movie kind of to cleanse the palate of Schumacher's 
horrific excuse of filmmaking. Yeah. And then they're like, no, we're just not doing any any movies. And then a year later, Batman Begins was a Batman Begins Begins. And Schumacher was probably... I thought this was America. I thought I could just go bro. You're just gonna let this British guy do some stuff with this other British guy, and he doesn't even use Irish visual guy? effects. Yeah, and everything isn't doesn't look like it's lit like a high school play. What the fuck, bro? Oh my god, dude! Like, okay, we're getting out of the timeline because I need to. We need to start. Oh this. my god. So I'm gonna <laughs> so I'm gonna keep this real in the beginning and then we're gonna get into the actual nonsense. But doing my research in this has made me look at Joel Schumacher marginally different. Marginally. Okay. So the first section of the episode tonight will be titled How Did We Get Here? Or How Joel Schumacher Became the Martyr for WB. <laughs> Following the acceptably successful, which I will give it that, like Batman Forever was, you know, like we didn't hate yeah. it, but it was like, yeah, it's not bad. I love it. <laughs> I know. It's we like, know. it's fun. We know you I just, mean. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> WB sought to fast track another Batman epic in the hopes of capitalizing on the brand name and the ability to make and sell merchandise. Yeah. Yep. To Matt's point a moment ago, initially excited at the prospect of creating what he'd hoped would be a darker, grittier Batman film, Joel Schumacher was disheartened to learn that WB sought to make the film more. And this is an actual quote from uh, WB executives to Schumacher, quote, a more toyetic film in the hopes of ramping merchandising opportunities that would help fund their future franchises and in a smaller part, help save their WB kids stores. Wow. across the country which by this point which had started that. in 1991 by 1997 were already beginning to fail and would be closed four years later man i like those stores though i know they were pretty dope every time you went in if you looked in the rafters there were gremlins up there it was fucking cool i remember you right. saying that we did gremlins too oh yeah I and like that i don't know one. that i've ever even been to one i don't know that they maybe they had one in new york and i would have been as a kid but it probably would have been like big name cities would have had one like LA. San, like yeah new la york. san diego had one new york would have had one for sure yeah <laughs> maybe yeah, i just I never wanted, i'm like like the one i just mentioned like, well no that's what i mean like it would have only- like what it comes down to in the end like usual is just that the wb's ip is just like kind of garbage like they just like they can't figure it out so it's uh matt's over there like about to burn a hole no, through I know. The he is seriously dude like, lot, so look I, I like the the superhero stuff in theory but in execution it's always actually pretty bad so i'm just saying like on on film like Usually they do a bad job with even the good stuff that they have. So I'm not surprised the toy store closed. And then they would hand the torch over to Sony a couple years later to start making their bad superhero movies. Looking at you, Morbius. Yeah, uh, Schumacher happening. fought tooth and nail to reduce studio interference, but ultimately was forced to adhere to their respected designs. It's actually widely known that almost every time that a scene was about to begin filming, Schumacher could be seen atop a crane with a bullhorn yelling, quote, all right, everyone, remember, we're shooting a cartoon. That's actually true. Like, people saw him yelling this shit. George Clooney. 
That was his vision for this, yeah, this masterpiece. No, it, it was so not, dude. And the minute, like, it was like, t- it took maybe two minutes into this movie for them to start using cartoon sounds. I put that in my notes. It's like, I was know, that a fucking cartoon sound? Yeah, I just dude, heard? it just, oh, God was like damn a it. <laughs> yeah, dude, when he jumps. Um, George Clooney, who had brought, who was brought on after Val Kilmer refused to return, said on the yeah, final day of right. shooting that, quote, they just killed the series. On the last day of shooting, George Clooney said this to Joel Schumacher. He's like, well, we just killed the series. Oh, man, it's not that bad. <laughs> yes. So. It was that bad. Oh, it's so rough. <laughs> so hard. I put this in the beginning because I want to get this out of the way, but I do feel like it is very important to mention this because a lot of people called this the Alicia Silverstone career killer. Yes. And there's Us a included. lot. Well, yeah, but I didn't know all this, so. This is huge. Okay, so please bear in mind that I was not there. I'm just reading what happened. Several of Alicia Silverstone's scenes were ultimately cut as she had gained and lost weight multiple times throughout the filming of the of the movie, and her suits had to be continually modified multiple times. The 20-year-old actress was bullied and ridiculed relentlessly by the press and paparazzi so bad that Schumacher had to go on record several times during both film promotions and individual interviews, lambasting and demonizing the press, saying, and this is the full quote, it was horrible. I thought it was very cruel. She was a teenager who gained a few pounds like any of us, like all of us do at certain times. It would confront I would confront female journalists saying with so many young people suffering from anorexia and bulimia, why are you crucifying this one girl? Damn. And she refused to go to any of the red carpet premieres except the main one in LA. Probably because it was contractually required. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The patriarchy really sucks. Like the world's not my favorite. That's shitty. Yep, paparazzi kind of fucked up a lot of this movie too because they broke into the set numerous times and getting a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger before anyone had seen him in the ice suit was selling for like 10 grand. If anyone could get a good picture. I do remember the marketing for this like was huge. Like people were Mm -hmm. stoked about this movie. Like they had a big push for people to go see this movie. I remember – like the cardboard cutouts in the gas station. Oh, I know, whatever. right? And right? like all the like, stuff pinned on the the refrigerators and shit when you were uh-huh. getting like Gatorade. Yeah, dude, this shit was this everywhere. This is the first movie that I can remember being like having that kind of marketing like push. Advertised like, like that. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, and it's not the first to exist, but you know, <laughs> yeah. just that I I remember because um, I was ten when this came out. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's crazy how much they marketed it, and I and that's really too bad about Alicia Silverstone because I, as I've said before, when we've talked about other Batman movies, like mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I always loved this one was like how stoked I was for her because she was the first female superhero. Yeah, she you was. You know, like mainstream, like our generation, like she was the first one. I mean, we had Linda Carter for Wonder Woman, but that yeah, was a that was show in the eighties or the seventies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is yeah. not the, of that our generation. Not. Well, yeah. Okay. Movie. So like when superheroes became superheroes, right? Like because f- after this, we didn't have anything until two thousands X Men, which was a banger, and then yeah, uh, two thousand two Spider Man. Yeah, because they took a super dump on this fucking movie. Yep. Well, it, the the superhero space opened up when Batman failed, right? Well, like, yeah. So that like- was how everybody <laughs> thought. That's why we got so, stuff like Ghost so- Rider. So what you're saying is it was not the hero that we needed, but the hero we deserved 
Definitely no, something like that. I hate you so much, dude. Or, or the one we needed, if not the one we I don't know. Yeah, but one of the, the two. One we and not the it was one. one of the two, but I don't know. I do love that for it. Um, but it, it's also when it's just a coincidence that that's when Marvel, Marvel was going broke because that's why they sold other shit, right, to Sony and, and Fox. Mm. So there's like a lot going on in, in superheroes. I'm excited for when we get to the X-Men because we'll probably talk about a lot of that Marvel stuff that we've, we talk about in like the, the sort of present sense when we talk about Marvel. Cause we like do where they're at now, Marvel you mean? Yeah. yeah. When we talk about the, the stuff around Marvel's marketing and the sales and the IP and who owns what, like we always talk about it in terms of like current events. So it'll be yeah. interesting to get into the X-Men and start and like fantastic four. Like we'll probably talk about that a bunch then where it Those came from. The and first so, Marvel yeah. movies of the timeline. Right. Uh, like, so that'll be fun, but but yeah. anyway, we're in, in. We're still here ruining Batman with this movie. So we are. So the last well, little note crazy. I have here, which <laughs> to Matt's point about Sony and Sony kind of taking over the superhero genre here, is that this would be, this would go on to be the leading example of the calamity wrought by studio intervention. Like n- everyone that said yeah. that studios are fucking shit up would reference this movie until 2007's Spider-Man Three. My last little note here is learn your goddamn lesson, Sony. Yeah. The real note should be Kevin Feige should do all the superhero movies, just regardless. Kevin Feige, I think, was a producer in Spider-Man 3. He was. And he actually had a quote in the room of requirement from him about this movie. Kevin Feige's been Marvel's film producer for since like the early 2000s. Yeah, but he wasn't in charge the way that he is now on Spider-Man 3. No, but he had a big say. No, he he was... he was the he's the reason why Marvel movies started coming together, and he's the reason why the Iron Man deal happened. Mm-hmm. He's, he's yeah, but a, then I don't want to blame him for Spider Man Three. I I don't either, but uh, I mean, no, that was almost all Sony was in his ear. Yeah, he was, he was just off on the side. Yeah. He was like, I had um, nothing to do with that. Lindsay, tell me about the Batmobile, please. Yeah, so I figured we'd talk about like kind of the some of the stuff we always do in a Batman episode. Just talk about the things that are pervasive across all Batman and think about how they fit into the one we're in right now and we usually talk about the batmobile and i think this is the worst one right why is it a fucking convertible hot wheel it's a hot wheel yeah Yeah, that's what it is it looks truly ridiculous like beyond even my credulity like i'm just like really like (laughs) the front open for a batman to take all the l's in the face that was my first thought (laughs) especially after he jumps the bridge and freeze hits it with the freeze gun i was just like he should be dead right now like, there's no shot that he lives. He took a fucking blast from that freeze gun to the face because he doesn't know what a canopy is. He looks like one of those, those like little tykes cars where it has the figure <laughs> and it's just like those pow, pow, power wheels. Yeah. And it's just like this little shitty plastic figure that's only from like the chest from up. up. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> It's really ex- bad. It's exactly really, it. really, really bad. However, Robin's motorcycle is fire. Robin's motorcycle is fire. I will give you that. Like, it was pretty dope. And I think it's because it didn't look all tricked out as much as the fucking neon Batmobile. Like, that's kind of like. Hey, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, if I genuinely feel like if the Batmobile in this movie had had a canopy, it could have been super dope. Not if it had those lights in it. No, but that's the thing. 
<laughs> Not if it was Chrome. I know. If it didn't have this, it would have been dope. If it didn't have most of what's in it. No, with those, the like the the Chrome, like all of it. The Batmobile is unsalvageable, yeah. but I I liked the motorcycle, if only just because it was there. Yeah. Like I just I enjoyed its reveal. Like I couldn't. I think it was red. That's about all I could tell you about the motorcycle. I don't. You know, there was nothing about its its make or model yeah, that was impressive like, to me. But. It looked like an old school Indian or Harley like yeah. motorcycle. It was Which like, he has like tons cool. of in the garage. Yeah. And I tell he was like, he's like, but girls dig the car. And then he's like, but he has this like sick motorcycle that's like so yeah. much cooler than the car. And like, and I don't even like motorcycles. Like I actually really like specifically don't like motorcycles. And mm. I really like Chris Evans or Chris. Chris O'Donnell. Chris, do we have Chris O'Donnell on his motorcycle. <laughs> I like whichever Chris we have today. I enjoyed him riding a motorcycle. Yeah. On my screen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this works. <laughs> Chris and a motorcycle, you kind of can't go wrong. Like I, I like, I like that. I like their little, their little yeah. team up get going at the beginning. So that just reminds me of um, in X Men Origins Wolverine when he sits on the motorcycle, funk, and it just like scrapes the ground, and the guy's oh, like, "Oh yeah, oh you're a heavy guy," and he goes, "Uh, yeah." What does he say? He like he likes an iron panhandle fresh off the line. And the guy's like, "You're a little young to know what that is." And Logan's like, "I was in the fucking Revolutionary War, bro." Bitch, <laughs> do you even know what I've done for this country? I'm not even American. I'm Canadian. You fuck. It's true. So is Hawkeye. The fucking ways that we're not doing that movie. Um, <laughs> other thing we talk about a bunch is like, what's the look of Wayne Manor? This one is the same as the last movie. Still looks like yeah. the entrance to Vase Dothrak, which it's a reference Matt now understands. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, Matt's had to put his Game of Thrones watch on pause a couple times already, so. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But he finished season one. They go to Vase Dothrak in season one. I'm well, on, that's true. That's I'm true. on halfway through episode 10 of season one. I've had a oh. stop. I had a stop to watch this Nightmare of a fucking movie. Where you go, this is Lindsay? The time you guys have done this to me. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Well, sorry. No, I will say this though. Like in in the way that everything looks in this movie, there are parts of this where I was like, okay, that wasn't bad. And like it, half the time I enjoyed Gotham, and half the time I was like, what are we fucking doing here? what i thought like, about myself when i was watching this movie what am i fucking doing here exactly I thought Gotham was kind of non-existent it just so it really is the only times we see it is like it doesn't it's not nothing is yeah. ever about gotham until it like needs to have this weird looking set where it's like okay that's what an observatory looks like i'm fine with that or that's what a building that you would hold like a gala looks like and then literally 10 minutes later we are driving a bridge with this un fathomably huge statue of a man just in the middle of the city <laughs> and they're driving across they drove through his fucking neck i was there in the last one though no there's a different kind of building like that but yeah it's the same kind of thing instead of the statue of liberty they had uh she was holding something else up and her crown said gotham but it's the same it's the same thing it's like we start off looking almost like a gothic normal looking kind of like metropolitan city and then it's like but here's this giant statue of a man for no reason all right here comes matt's hot take of this of hooray Gotham. i actually like it thank you <laughs> so um i actually like the look of gotham not because i like it as gotham as as a someone who considers himself a Batman nerd, 
I still think it's like, yeah, God, just the worst possible imagining of Gotham. But I also love like really gothic noir type designs. Yeah. Like it reminds me very much of like the game Bioshock for those who mm-hmm. play video games. Um, but at the same time, like when I was little, cause I had zero exposure to East coast, um, or to the East coast, I should say, cause I'm fucking illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's when I was little, I legit thought like, that makes sense. There's just a giant fucking dude statue there. <laughs> like that's what I thought was real. And so I was just like, like, statues of people all over the place. Yeah. It's like, it was a movie that of a character I loved. I'm like, Oh, that must be real. Okay, makes sense. But well, sometimes so, it's true. Like, like Hocus Pocus is filmed in Salem. That's yeah. true. So I like but I like, not the same as thinking that this version of Gotham is probably what like Boston looks like. But sure, like no. Uh, but then you watch no, like I, Dark Knight and uh, Batman Begins, and it's filmed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. associate that with Gotham. I'm just like that's Chicago. Yeah, this I would think this is more Gotham than I would think like Batman Begins and The Dark Knight is Gotham. Yeah, but two totally different approaches, two totally different tones, and two totally right and wrong answers, and it's very apparent which one is the right answer. But I mean, I like it, I think, and it's going to lead me to a point I'm going to make here in just a moment once we get to gadgets and tools and stuff, but I I like it from a cinematic point of view, from a everything else that comprises me as a human, normal human being, it's the... (laughs) It's it's, it's a donkey punch to the dick. Just it's the just, worst. It's just interesting how little um, presence it has in this movie because yeah, it's oh, not a character. Yeah, no, and it normally is, and and yeah, the only Batman movies we haven't covered at this point are the uh, Nolan, Nolan films and the stuff that. Uh, Zack Snyder oh, was Justice doing. League, Zack Snyder stuff. Yeah. yeah, just in terms of like versions of Gotham that we've seen, there's really only two more versions of Gotham to see. And this is the only one that's like not a big presence in the film. So that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. But I also uh, think that's a, that was working for it because the version of Gotham that was in Batman, Batman Forever was like really offensive. So yes. if we're still in that world and we're not going to, we're just going to like glaze over that, that's totally great. Like yeah. if that's what this would look like, I'm glad we're not seeing it. It's so funny because we we it's like a been a, pr- a gradual progression of like the city changing wildly from um, Gothic Batman, Noir, from Batman 1989 to even Batman Returns was kind of a uh, there was it was a difference there. in the yeah there was a difference in how the cities were designed it was more gothic noirish more kind of like okay that's probably not realistic but fuck it we'll go with it's a movie i can you know i can still suspend my my disbelief on that and then we get into batman forever and it's like uh my eyes this (laughs) is neon this is this is some visual diarrhea that i'm looking at and then we get to this movie and it's just like like someone on the most shrooms made this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, like a crazy amount of it takes place in Wayne Manor, which yeah. is fun. There's like a lot of the yeah. movie takes place in like the villains' lairs or in Wayne Manor, and I'm dude kind of here for that to be honest. But I, we need to get to the Batman World's Greatest Detective part of this fucking episode because I have so many problems with how unabashedly stupid Batman is in this movie. Yeah, I didn't notice any detecting in this one. Holy shit, dude. Okay. First, we're going to talk about the look and the effects because the worst fucking part of this movie for me, genuinely the worst fucking part of this movie for me is how everybody looks. 
it, it just, I, I don't, I don't, first of all, we'll talk about the one thing I thought was working and it was that Robin almost looked like Nightwing. Yep. And it's because he was supposed to be getting a Nightwing spinoff after this. Robin's awesome. Robin gets like a 10 out of 10 in both yeah. films that he's in. Fucking Chris O'Donnell's the best. Like he's making this movie for me. If this was just George Clooney's Batman, I would hate it so oh, much. Oh, I know. Well, and that's the thing. So if you if you go back and look at the, like the make of this movie, like the actual like meat and potatoes of this movie and someone's supposed to learn something and get over some shit or learn some shit. In Batman Forever, it was Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne having to come to terms with it's okay to be Batman. It's okay doing what you're doing. You can have this life. George Clooney's Batman doesn't learn a goddamn thing. He's just here. I, He's I would argue just that. here. I would argue that because he learns to give to let go of the reins and stop oh, being in control. Yeah, the trust. There's like he's like a family trust. Bat. Yeah, so he's turning from Batman to Bat Dad. It <laughs> it's oh all God. about the Bat family. But yeah. Oh no, exactly. my internet went out. <laughs> <laughs> so that I mean, and then Chris O'Donnell was like his lesson as Robin was you know trust the system. Yeah. You know, trust the family. Um. What's her face? Alicia uh, Silverstone. Alicia Silver, yeah, whatever. She learns how to be Batman. Uh, she learns and look awesome in leather. She she, she learns to trust and uh, just they. I, I think I think they just were like we're just going to shoehorn this into what Batman learns because it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, she just it's all to about be trust. Batwoman. She's great. Yeah. She's like I'm here to treat my uncle. Well, it's like no, you guys are it's no PC. You can't call yourself Batgirl. You go call yourself Batwoman or Bat blah, blah. Yeah, well, so like the big thing about yeah. it too. Her own goddamn name. She wants they to be called trying. Let her be. They were trying. That was the that was 1997's version of trying. The fact that they knew the term PC actually shocked me. Oh, I know. I was like, what the fuck did I just hear in this movie? Did that exist in 1997? Like that's what, what? I was wondering. That's probably when we first. Uh, the, I would lose my fucking marbles if this so is the movie that brought it out. No, we're so stupid as a society to feel like it's a new co- like. I just we're I'm like I hate people. everyone. So <laughs> we, we of course it's been dumb. turned into like some crazy bullshit. That's like all it means is like be fucking nice to other people, treat yep. people how they want to be treated. Anyway, I fucking hate everything. But yeah, that was the proto feminism, and this is fucking hilarious. Uh, I cannot <laughs> wait to watch that develop. Like the this early two thousands approaching feminism is like yeah. So precious. They're trying, and yet that line exists. But so, but anyway, that's like, we're so- that's what kept like, kind of like, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, we're so, she's supposed to be a badass and stuff like that. But like, when Chris O'Donnell confronts her in the garage after he finds out that she's been stealing his bike to do these races and shit. Mm-hmm. Which has to be one of the dumbest plans I think That's anyone has ever had. Side plot yeah. Hey, I just met you. I'm gonna steal this bike from your garage. What it's, happens if I, you know, get into an accident? Oh, well, whatever. They're obviously billionaires. The answer is, oh, whatever. It's fine. Well, no, but she still what has to explain she what she's been doing. Like, wow. So, and those aren't Bruce's bikes. Those are those are uh, Jason's bikes. You mean, or wait, you mean Dick? It, is dick. it Dick? It's Dick. Yeah, it's, it's dick. dick. He calls him Dick several times. In the All the middle. Robins look the same. I don't know, man. But here's <laughs> what irritated like elf, me. So. When he, well, yeah. <laughs> when when she comes back and he confronts her in the garage, she 
manhandles him so easily. And then she's like, I took a couple, I took a couple um self-defense classes at Oxbridge, which I'm not even gonna touch Oxbridge. I'll but address that. Are we talking you, about her? Do you, we want to just do her? Or Can are we, we please? Yeah. I, when I first saw this movie, I did. So but. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um before we, we switch gears, so the one thing I will say that I noticed amongst the tears pouring out of my eyes mm. was um this movie and this kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier, what Joel Schumacher said when he would start filming this film clearly looks like it's, and I use the word film very loosely. Mm. Um, this home video looks like <laughs> um, they're this trying school to project. <laughs> this elementary school video project looks like <laughs> it was trying to hearken a little bit back to the Batman 1966. Oh, Adam. We series yeah. with Adam. We, um, because there's like the boy, oh, 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 oh my God, like the, the comical cartooniness. And like some of his movements were very cartoonish and like, there's a bat bomb. And I was half <sighs> expecting him to be like, shark golly, golly gee, Batman, like, holy. I mean, he does it in Batman crazy. forever. Yeah, holy, Batman. Well, that, that, that would have been <laughs> more suitable in this movie. Because it does tonality wise feel more like it's more akin to the same tone of Batman nineteen sixty six. Regardless of what they were going for, it is still fucking unforgivable. So that's what's actually it's. I didn't read the majority of your notes um, <laughs> because it's because a fever I, dream. Well, yeah, but I also didn't want to be spoiled and just like experience this for like the first time. But honest to God, dude, like the beginning of this movie in the first like thirty minutes or so, that's my that was my only thought. Was like, are we trying to make this like the 1960s Adam Wee Batman? Like, that's exactly how this feels. Cartoon sounds. He just calls it a bat bomb. Like, their bat symbol is GD everywhere. <sighs> dude. Okay. The, Robin, the worst Robin logo I've ever seen in my life, too. It, dude, <laughs> swear to God. my The first thing I said out loud, the first confused, frustrated thing I said out loud was, why did the motorcycle make the bat or the Robin emblem in the museum door. And it's perfectly cut out. Perfect. Like his head doesn't even look like that. The Robin emblem is pointed at the top. And it's like super wide where he'd have to be like. I don't know why you guys are looking for anything to make sense. No, I just like, oh, God damn it. I I can get on board with stuff not making sense, but this was just like. Like, why did you my, oh, okay my favorite part in the beginning was when batman surfs down the neck oh my of god Trump why didn't you just jump down do the same thing he would have done surfing <laughs> off because he chose into like some weird like drop kick thing where he could have done the exact same thing if he just glided off the top of the bronze batman center walked in this scene so that Legolas could run. Oh my god, he so did. <laughs> he <laughs> so did. It was unreal. And all the so the worst thing I've ever seen in my life is the wire work in this movie. Oh, this is some of the oh, shittiest so wire work ever. Robin doesn't even jump when he's when the when he freezes the the brontosaurus, which there's no reason that freezing that should make it get destroyed. I'm sorry, but there's no reason that it should just fall apart cuz he froze it. But whatever, I'll let that slide. There's a lot of problems with science in this movie, when, but when it fell apart, it reminded me of like a hollowed out 
chocolate rabbit from Easter yeah right <laughs> just <laughs> breaks apart in big right. pieces chocolate rabbit sounds really good do that that tequila shots catching me um, oh. I, I will say that there is a lot of like reference to other batman media because the brontosaurus like although yes it is uh, a mechanic Ridiculous. to make batman do something wacky but it is it, it could also be seen as like an homage to the t-rex in the bat caves the dinosaurs okay i was gonna ask you that oh yeah Mm -hmm. so that's like he collects trophies of wild shit and i wanted to know because there's no reason that that should be in the same fucking room as the giant ass diamond yeah so that's what i took it as is like an homage to some like batman's weird obsessive trophy collecting just kind of serial killery but whatever we'll overlook and then it gets destroyed (laughs) it is very serial killery Yo, a lot about Batman is. That's kind of what makes him great, right? Like this movie glazes over most of that by being like made out of glitter and rainbows and unicorns, which I love. Like um my favorite part, I said she said again, is when (laughs) the the bad guys are all on rollerblades because (laughs) it's the year of our Lord 1997. And then and then and then and then Batman and Robin click their heels three times like fucking Dorothy (laughs) and ice skates spring from their shoes dude my sister in Christ when I tell you that I completely forgot that that fucking scene was in this movie I was losing my shit. Oh I my haven't even God. read your note yet. I was fucking losing my mind. I was like, wow, dude, they really are prepared for fuck all anything, right? Is it now. like they're there in case they go on a skating date or like what did they anticipate needing these in battle? Like, why ice? No, because what if the penguin comes back? No, that's a good point, but not really because it's terrible. <laughs> They have ice skates, meaning they're prepared for inclement weather, but their suits aren't insulated to protect them from, like, cold enough for that Robin, like, had to be saved by, first of all, just because it's red doesn't make it hot. I'm so tired of movies <laughs> doing this. I was like, oh, well, the water has turned red. It's oh, got to be hot. Time. I don't know if anyone here has ever fucking boiled water before. It's red every time. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, bro. When the water is red, it's hot, and then it blew I was cold. about what? to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I wanted Robin and to die why, right there. Why? And again, it's it's more like Batman 1966 yeah. because they have like the fucking. They wacky, always have what they need. They have the wackiest gadgets, but why is everything chrome? Oh yeah, that was so and, dumb. Chrome and, doesn't look and, good. Uh, the heat ray looked like the cricket from MIB. Yeah, it did. You know, Chrome <laughs> was all the rage, though, in 1997. Well, so up to that point, his... You have a pair of Chrome Oakleys? Like, come on. I didn't. You did. I, I did. did not. I didn't own Oakleys. I had dragons, and they got stolen from me. Anyway. Yeah, but they were um, Chrome, right? It was no, they were solid black. But that's... Okay, so that's a good segue into getting us back on track. In uh, Tim Burton's... Both of Tim Burton's movies, all of Batman's gadgets are black. With like sense. tipped in metal or whatever, like the batarangs are tipped in metal or whatever. And then Schumacher's like, okay, hear me out. What if we lit your eyes on fire with color? And then in this one, he's like, what if we just made everything fucking metallic chrome? 
And it yeah. is. It's everything they pick up in that opening scene, which none of that stuff they use. Batman picks up like a bat bident, by the way, like a fucking two pronged bat thing that's like the size of a basketball that he mm. never uses. They and use rock, like zero bad gadgets in this movie. No, they use a bunch and they're all they dumb. Use a bunch and they're all stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like the only one I remember is when out. they use the bat grappling hook. So they use those all the time, which they perfectly yeah. land into the vents. I was like, come on, dude. But only, like, no, only when Alicia Silverstone did it, when when Chris O'Donnell did it. Oh, it yeah. Don't you remember? That's so right. They don't use any gliding, which is annoying because that's like one of Batman's big things. And every almost they have to use surfboards. They have to climb. There was a silver surfer scene in this movie. It <laughs> took me by surprise. They did use the, the Power Rangers movie surfboards. Uh <laughs> um and they use the the laser the heat ray thing and actually to be fair i'm sorry i was wrong robin does use the robin grip things to hold on to the space shuttle that freeze just inexplicably has by the way space shuttle did i have a stroke while this was on it's how he escapes the museum oh god yeah i guess so uh, oh, and then he's got the stupid little batterings that look like Robins, and they're red. Chrome a bad credit card. And, I don't know, says there's no bad credit card, but there's like mad nipples and ass. No, there's a bad credit card. There's a bad. There's a bad credit Was card. Was the bad it's credit card there? They're hitting on poison ivy, and it's good through forever. Yeah. <laughs> it literally just says Batman, and it has the movie's emblem on the card, and it has the old <laughs> Visa emblem, and it says "Good through forever." forever. Batman, because he does say "cause I'm Batman" in this, I think. Yeah, because I'm, I'm Batman. One million, two million. You don't have it. I'll borrow it from you. That's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> fucking incredible. Bruce is still just buying it. I know. It was. It was really something to behold. Um, also, like the <laughs> fake jewels were great. Oh my god, dude! What is the necklace? It was beyond reason though i mean like they had giant jewels in the last movie that like look fake but like not like this like it was Dude. it was like what is really the necklace aggressive. i aggressive that it ruby was, is enormous it's the size of a fucking softball and she just puts it around but like what it looked like like it looked so so fake like it was way beyond reason i was like i can't I don't know if you noticed this, Lindsay, but everything in this movie looks super fake. <laughs> yeah, but that was like Including a step the beyond. <laughs> the, the best fake looking thing in the movie, though, is the ice hanging off the doors of the cop cars that just wobbles oh, and then just the, wobble like, back wobbles. and forth. Like, this is a foam. It made a silly putty. Yeah, so. Oh, um, my God. That or when he, it, they just everything about everything that involved ice just looked really bad especially when freeze freezes the pipes to blow the wall out and for no reason at all there are like three foot long icicles on the outside of the building don't get me started on the icicles because that scene where they use the grappling hooks to um oh on the yeah on the icing hook the uh, the icicle yeah it would just come right off like yeah it would just like whoop and then just slid right off i was like Come on, guys. Can, can we that. talk about that, about actual Batman now? <laughs> I need to talk about how he's what not you guys, What did you guys think of Batman in this one? He is the worst. He's the worst. No, he man. is so arrogant. He's such a dick. I hate him so much. Uh, I'm going to go ahead 
and this might be a hot take. We'll see. I, I actually think George Clooney gave the best performance out of all the actors. Not yeah. to say that it was good, but it was the best performance out of like the main cast. Because Alfred mm. clearly was the the goat of the movie. Oh, he's right? absolutely the goat. Michael but, Go, yeah, yeah, but uh, goat the goat. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, no, I think Clooney actually gave the most believable performance. But that's still not saying much, dude. I so bad. There are such good actors and actresses <sighs> in this movie, and it was like watching a like a middle schooler make their first movie for YouTube on an iPhone four. And, oh my and god, I know a, the the cameras just look like shit. Like everything in camera looks awful, including the bat nipples and the just. It's just so Joel Schumacher for some reason has an obsession with every time a dramatic thing is said, we have to zoom in on their face. It happens so fucking much in this movie that I was like, I don't, we get it, dude. Like they're in danger. Like I don't need to see the pores on George Clooney's fucking cheeks. Well, you do. Oh my God. Oh, and they gave him massive bags under his eyes too. Yeah, I didn't get that was either. I was like, is it like like residual from the the eye makeup? So it yeah. might have been, but also from a production side, they started to run out of time because everything was fast tracked. So they had to use Val Kilmer's suit for the third act of the movie. And that's why their suits randomly have silver on it, is to to mask the patching that they had to do because there's no other, you know, Chrome. Yeah. Cause I noticed it um, because the Batman forever suits were supposed to be um, inspired from the Vitruvian man. And so, which is, and Greek gods and stuff, which is why it's so like weirdly six packed and detailed yeah. and stuff. Like and it's got like the side abs and stuff. And I noticed that once they went into like their winter suits and I was like, <laughs> wait, why is it? Yeah. Why does it look like Val Kilmer's suit? Mm-hmm. And, they were running out of time, dude. WB yeah. was trying to push them towards more shit. Yeah. And then they gave a back girl a cowl. She's like that. She takes off, but no one else has a helmet. And it was like a much. Oh, yeah. Helmet. That was so dumb. It, like, it, it clearly was like a bicycle helmet that they put. Like, yeah. On. What the fuck? <laughs> but, but yeah, just like the just Batman as a whole was not good. The suit also not good his eye makeup worse and it just like his performance is as as bruce wayne was good and believable but anytime he put the suit on it's like they put a fourth grader in a suit and really like, yeah. go, go do go do movies they're like did you read batman comics when you were a kid act like you did when you read those when you were a kid it, have you read batman comics great just forget everything about <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I liked him. I think that he's nice and like he's wise. I like that he I like that he's George Clooney first of all. Well, yeah, and, and I like that he like takes a a step back from center stage. You know, and to he's like remarkably tan in this movie. He is. He looks great. He's been vacationing. He's been banking on all that Batman Forever money and all the rest of his like unstoppable <laughs> fame from the nineties and like. He's he's great. He takes a step back. He lets everyone else like learns to trust, learns to be like Bat Dad, while like the rest of the Bat family comes up and like starts taking on Bat responsibilities. Like he's like passing this. 
They listen to the Full House theme song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it's he's he's doing great. Like he's he's bland, but I'm kind of here for like the change up that this is like this movie is all about. Like there being multiple of them. Like he doesn't need to have an arc. He's had fucking a hundred movies. It's fine. And I like when he finds out that Barbara's Batwoman, and she's like, "It's me." Like I'm barely even in disguise. She's like, "It's me, Bruce. It's it's, It's it's Barbara." (laughs) Like you didn't wreck it. She's like. She's like confused why he doesn't know who she is. She's like, you don't recognize me. All. I, I just barely put on sunglasses. <laughs> like, Dude. And, uh, but I like how he's just like, whatever. Yeah, like, he's like, all right, cool. Here we go. House, becomes part of like becomes a bat person and it's fine. He just he adopts just, them. He's like, you can live yeah, here. It, whatever. It, it quickly turns into Fast and Furious. So yeah, I mean, they're all family. Thank you for saying it that way because that was the last thing I noticed about him being an amazing detective that isn't a detective at all in this movie is he does not recognize her at all. So this is so funny that I'm she going, calls it out as weird. She's like, it's she's me. Like, You're not, it's me. Okay. First, don't you recognize me? <laughs> Dude, there are two moments in this movie where he says shit that I'm like, no fucking duh, Dude. The number one moment is right after Ivy breaks him out, breaks freeze out of prison and they're watching the security footage from Arkham. You can clearly see Bane's abhorrently designed mask, right? Okay. We all agree that you can see his mask. That's a standout thing. You're going to see it right away. I can understand you not really recognizing the woman because she changes her hair all the time. And when he first meets Pamela, she's wearing a wig. Fine. I'll let that go. But then... Commissioner Gordon has this file, which inexplicably has a picture of the two of them getting off an airplane. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. I'm so sorry, but I'm like a little bit buzzed and it's really starting to bother me now. First of all, dude, why was anyone taking this picture? Why did anyone take the picture of the two of them getting off the airplane? No one knew who the fuck they were yet. They they weren't they weren't anything. They weren't they were no one. They were just people coming to Gotham. And Batman looks at this picture, right? And then looks back at these people and has the balls of steel to say that definitely looks like it could be the same people. You can see Bane's fucking mask in the picture the commissioner shows them. And then looks back at the footage and sees the exact same mask and still has the nerve to question whether they're the same goddamn people. You're asking a lot of this movie. I'm so aware that I'm asking, but this is the number one thing that made me go, what the fuck is going on in this movie right now? But while we're on the subject, (laughs) this movie made me question why certain things are being photographed or why they're being filmed so many times. And the number one moment that I was like, why would anyone fucking film this is when freeze just randomly has a video of him giving his wife the snowflake snowflake necklace. Why would you film that? Wasn't it? It was no. It's just a random night. And the way he filmed it, that camcorder had to be in a drawer in the fucking uh, desk that she's sitting at. But because it's like right up into the mirror, it's not filming them. It's filming the reflection of them in the mirror. I don't know why. Like it's genuinely, it's because I'm buzzed right now that this shit bothered me. But I out loud, I was like, why would you ever be filming this? Why would you do that? Or when Batman's like. I didn't kill your wife. Ivy did. Look, and he pulls out a little. Oh, I know. He just has it. He's got the iPhone, <laughs> the bat phone out, and it's 
and it's literally just the shot that they filmed. It's the same goddamn scene. It's just a clip from the same movie that we're watching. And I'm like, like they couldn't have like made it look like security footage. Yeah, panoramic and blue. we're, We're just like no, we're just going to use the clip that you watched like five minutes ago. <laughs> it's so fucking frustrating, Oh, dude. my God. Like Schumacher must have been like, well, you know what? Yeah, they're messing with this movie. If I don't make it, someone else will. But at least now I get paid. So I mean, yeah, dude. Honestly, I feel like Joe Schumacher did this movie the same way that Jake Paul does. Or the people that fight Jake Paul. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't care what people think of me. I'm just, it's I'm getting, getting paid. paid. I'm getting paid. It's fine. Everyone's getting paid. Crew gets paid. Everyone's getting paid. It's fine. I think. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So that's like the majority <laughs> of that's my, that's the end of my tirade. I promise. <laughs> Lindsay, take me into Robin, please. I have so many, like, I've, like, I love this, but also everything you guys are saying is so real. I'm just like, yeah, this was like really bad. (laughs) Oh my God. So Robin, I guess, I mean, I don't don't have all, especially that much to say about anything here. I I think he's great. Like Kaobanga. Um, I enjoy his, his like silly little storyline about like, he wants to be trusted. He wants to be treated like an adult, but he's not an adult. And he's like, I'm 16 years to, old. I'm not a child. Like he wants he's, to sit you know. at the grown-up table. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He wants to borrow the car for the weekend. What the fuck? Which he does in the, in Batman Forever, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's just and, like always almost getting himself killed. And he like hasn't changed that much since the first movie. Like they're a team now, but he hasn't like totally figured out how to trust even though he says that you're supposed to be able to trust because the flying graysons were so trusting as an acrobat group and you know they have an adorable little tiff and it's fine and you know (laughs) and he's like robin says to batman something approximating i believe you like she doesn't really like me for me it's all about poisoning me with her kisses or something let's be best friends and like that's basically the line. Something, something, something. <laughs> Everything's fine. They have this, but like it was really like super basic, super surface level. Like, and it existed, and it was cute, and it was fine. And I, I enjoyed him with Alicia Silverstone, who we can. I'll let you guys throw your thoughts in on Robin, and then we can like finish up the conversation on her. I but I like the any. two of them together a lot, though. So that actually worked for me. The two of them together did work for me. I think. Dick having lived in the house long enough to know He's that Alfred did I really just call him Dick? You did. Just call him Robin. Did. Jesus Christ. Okay, fine, whatever. Robin. <laughs> too high for that. All right, sorry. <laughs> Robin, the fact that he's lived in the house, he's become part of the family and he knows that it's not about like Alfred being like a servant and he loves Bruce and he loves Robin and he loves, you know, like he loves what he does. But Barbara's like, fuck you guys. Like you treat him like a slave. Like what the hell? I'm getting him out of here. And he's like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) It was a good. Yeah, it sounds awful. Um, It was it was a good kind of like way for them to both learn from each other and for Barbara to be like, Oh, this isn't really what's going on here. Hooray. Yeah. I like that. And it it explores what family means in Wayne Manor and everything. It's all very in line with the themes. (laughs) Yeah. And like, (laughs) I like, I liked when she first arrives and Robin goes out to the door and he's like, please Please say you're here for me. That was hilarious. Yeah, like she's just going to answer the door and be like, hi, are you Robin? Dick. I'm looking for Dick Grayson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, 
So the one thing I will say about Alicia Silverstone is a lot of the times when she talks, all I saw was share. That's my only thing. That was like the only thing it's, I think it's the way she like bites her lip when she talks. I think, I think it's the way that shares her only real successful role. I think that's a good point too. I, but, but yeah, but I also, I noticed that her performance was not as strong in this as it was in clueless. Like no. even, even given the garbage that she was given, it was yeah. pretty bad. Like it was, it was not great. She didn't I, do very well. I have I, to say, even though I love her, I really do. I'm, I, she's <laughs> the, she's the best part of this movie, but her performance was very poor. And I think you're about to become compost. Come on, dude. <laughs> I I don't really know anything about her or her other performances because I never watched Clueless because it came out when I was a boy and I was like that's not for me and <laughs> um, the nineties it's just like she showed up in her in her Oxbridge uniform like oh yeah why was she still I was like and I was immediately like what kind of gross schoolgirl fetish shit is this she came straight off the plane yeah well all right but here's what's even weirder about that though it's like I guess I guess they're trying to say that she goes to some kind of boarding school for high school because she is in a uniform right Mm -hmm. but Oxbridge isn't Oxbridge Academy isn't a thing Oxbridge is what you say when you're referring to Oxford and Cambridge together Mm-hmm. Why would if you ever do that though? Because they're very specific systems and they're very similar to one another. Like when you apply to a uni out there, it's like you apply to Oxbridge. Like, you can, like there's a lot that's uh, combined with those two schools in terms of admissions and process and how the schools are set up that. and level of prestigiousness. And like, yeah, the Oxbridge thing is crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah. they're like, they're not the same school. Like Oxbridge is like a colloquialism. It but had to have been added just to make it seem like it's an academy. Like it's not like they didn't want to say yeah. Oxford or they didn't want to say Cambridge. I, wonder if I they think they're just them. pulling Oxbridge out of their yeah. asshole because it's yeah. not a real thing. And it means prestigious and British is yeah. effectively what that translates to. So That's I think it's funny that exactly they're using yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And I just, it just felt just poo poo. <laughs> it's just poo poo. Damn. Lindsay, did you make that shot? Just knocking she, shit over. She, 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 I was gonna say she didn't because she didn't go LeBron. No, I, um, I don't Kobe. Kobe. Um, yeah, it's just, and then she she hacks Alfred's computer. Oh my god! And and it's not real hacking. It's like we just try a bunch of different words. And she, why would Alfred ever? Why would that be your password, dude? He, yeah, I was like, dude, there's no way. Come on, she tries. Just she tries no boldly. Way. Boldly, she Fuck's tries the word sake. England. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's where I'm from. I would use that password. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I just read your note and realized that it says. <laughs> I just read your note and realized that it says my sister in Christ at the bottom <laughs> of the fucking note. <laughs> my favorite thing is say no. Oh no. It was like the most incredible moment ever put the film. Like I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
Why would that ever, dude? I'm, I'm all my passwords are being changed to to fucking Glendale, where I was born. They're doing it right now. Well, it makes you know the, the English can be very proud of of England. It's actually not that crazy, but also it's like it kind of makes sense for like somebody like Alfred's. Their password might be England. Yeah, like this is before AOL had really taken over, and people had emails for everything and shit. Truly, truly hilarious. Um, but I I'm, really go ahead, Matt. Sorry. I I will say that. I liked her. So I like, I like Robin's suit. And I do like I Robin's like, suit. And I just wish it didn't have the cape on it. And then it would be more like the new 52 Nightwing suit, but whatever. Um, mm. And I liked her, her suit because if it had more, if it had the yellow in it, it would actually be fairly accurate. Yeah. But she also has a cowl and she has a bike helmet instead. So, um, but I didn't hate her her suit. She couldn't still- be less in disguise. She looks great. Oh, I know, dude. Yeah. Here's the other thing that, like, I'm kind of like, what kind of message are we trying to send right now, though? Because I, everything that she talks about, every, like, fight she gets into, someone's like, you're pretty good for a girl, like the motorcycle or whatever. And then she's like, you give chicks, or chicks like you give uh, real women a bad name or whatever the fuck. But then yeah. we have this shot of them suiting up and it spends uncomfortably way more time on her ass than it probably needed to and then i'm like what's because i will will say i will say in all (laughs) fairness every single protagonist in this movie got plenty of time on their ass and that yeah the bad guys everybody Everybody was objectified equally this was equal Except opportunity leather in this movie. Like every, so it starts out with the boys. Like we get cross shots to open the movie. Oh yeah. Right? So the I'm very like, beginning. That's fine with me because it's not just her. That's Jill Schumacher's vision for Batman. So Joel Schumacher laying up in that. I bet Batman is such a tight ass. Like dude, what? I bet he does. I bet he does. <laughs> in, in the suit up scene, I like how it was just silence. Just like click. Yeah. Click. Click. Oh yeah. Serious like, as fuck. With like, the yeah. wow. and George Clooney's ass cheeks. Um the other thing is um Dick Grayson in the comic community is is often referred to as thick Grayson. Yeah. Because he's got a cake on him. Even in like so that's a big thing is they call him thick Grayson with two C's. And also in the Harley Quinn cartoon show that's going on right now on Max, um, the Max. DC the DC person who was like overseeing the 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 um, the animation, they said, yeah, 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 yeah. This all looks good. Every all the co- costumes look great. Uh, the only our only note is that um, Dick Grayson's ass is not big enough. You need to make his ass bigger. <laughs> and so and it's like it's like a fat ass and it is a constant talking point of harley quinn's about how he needs an only fans just to show his cheeks <laughs> off and he needs to be selling pictures of his cheeks and she cuts out circles so that his cheeks are open in a towel that's <laughs> just, hilarious he's constantly objectified on that cartoon and it just makes me laugh so hard every time i love that show so, it's so stupid, but I love it. Harley but Quinn, I mean, you shot me with a cancer gun. Why would you do? Why would anyone even make this? But, I still haven't seen that show. I need to. Oh my god, you would! Oh, love you it. would fucking, you would fucking love, love it. it. It's yeah. it's a show made for Lindsay. 
Is it really? Yeah. It, it, it is like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy get into a really hardcore lesbian relationship. I'm aware yeah. of that and that it's like comic it's, accurate. It's I'm excited so, for that. It's yeah. so fucking It's cool. also got a ton of shouting humor, which I fucking love. Like when you first meet King Shark and they oh call God. her a little fishy, he King treats Shark it like the they best. said the most derogatory thing ever. He's like, what the fuck did I tell you about that word? <laughs> and I like how he just goes, bruh, 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 just eats yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will watch it because I do like myself please, an R rated cartoon. Please. And it's Kaylee oh, Cuoco. Please. You can't go wrong. Oh, I love her so much. I'll check it out. I'll check it yeah. out. I'll put it on the list, but I need to imminently make like a really major gear shift in my brain back into Wheel of Time for a rewatch and like get ready Same. for coverage of that. So I'm kind of like, I don't know how many new shows I'm man. picking up. I, I It's going to be like kind of a big... Um, I love yet to see Wheel of Time. We should move on. Just move on. You guys told me not to watch it because I have no idea what any of it's about. They're like, uh, just That's actually it. true. I forgot we said that. <laughs> like, Why just did we say not to bother. watch it? Because he's because not going to read the book. Yeah. So, you're like, just, like just don't watch it. You said don't watch it. So I was like, okay. I did not. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I would never did. have said that. That's incorrect. Mm. You should definitely watch it. It's good, dude. Well, I gotta if watch. I said don't I have watch to... it, it's because it might not be your kind of thing. Because it is like proper high fantasy. It well, is. And I, I don't gotta, remember what we said about Westeros. Oh, yeah, you do. Okay, forget everything else. What was gross? Westeros. No, I, I have to finish Westeros. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If I said don't watch it, it might be because I'm encouraging you to stick with that. That's. I think right. that's what it was. That's why I'm not giving you a hard time about Good Omens. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, I, so, okay, the Alicia Silverstone thing. The the one sort of almost interesting thing that she says is also the most ridiculous, which is when she's talking to Poison Ivy and she says, "Chicks like you give women a bad name." And like she's she's talking about she's she specifically says I didn't write down the whole quote, but she specifically says that it's like relying on her wiles or on her sexuality. Wiles, yeah. yeah to yeah. like get what she wants like that she's like gonna she's like weaponizing her sexuality and she's like get with the new age or whatever like that's so like that's so yesterday basically she's like that's so 1995 like we're not we don't do that anymore that's so batman forever come on <laughs> well and it's actually kind of a hilarious meta commentary like i actually liked this one bit because that's been kind of my criticism of like what we've been calling women in Batman movies. Like one of the first times we talked about this, Scott, I was like, no, I love Batman and Robin. Cause you get your first female superhero. And you're like listing off. Like you like mentioned like Catwoman. Oh yeah. Catwoman. Like, what? Like absolutely not. Like, and so Alicia Silverstone gets to like call that out super directly, which I loved as being like, no, you guys like, this is not how we're doing this anymore. I'm doing this a way cooler way. And I'm going to be the first person to do it. And then the movie just was fucking so terrible. Yeah. And almost we could have started something good, <laughs> but it was followed up by a lot of nonsense until like, honestly, like this very day for female led stuff. But, um, it's, I enjoyed that. I thought that was both hilarious and poignant. While we're transitioning, uh, from one female lead to another, uh, in Poison Ivy, I do just want to point out something that just occurred to me. Who the fuck is Bruce Wayne's girlfriend? Who is that? Who is that? Just a random. Just a random. Who the fuck, dude? Because she need to give Bruce Willis a couple scenes, and Batman always has a girlfriend. It's true, but it's usually a main character. And second, she just never shows up again after she says she's not going to wait forever for him. And it's so funny because, like, clearly they're in like an elongated. A year-long relationship? Yeah, yeah she like, wants like, to no take idea. it to the next level, for yeah. sure. 
And he's like, I'm just not the marrying type. And she's like, I know you like being a bachelor, but I'm not going to wait forever. And I thought she was about to get up and be like, we're done, Bruce. I'm like, what the fuck? That was three lines and you broke up with him. But then she's like, who's Ivy? And then we never see her again. (laughs) Your mom. That's who Ivy is. Shut up. Bruce obviously wasn't interested in like inviting her into the Batcave. So let's be real. Although he probably got in her Batcave though. We're dumb. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Lindsay, we went to high gonna, school together. Turn the pendulum on that and mention Taylor Swift. So, Yay! Oh lordy, dude. It, if she hadn't posted this picture, I had no fucking clue what she was talking about. Though, I know real exactly talk. what I was talking about. All for, so I'll walk you through it. So, and <laughs> and if you want to see what I'm talking about, subscribe on any level of the Patreon and check out the show notes that are up there. Uh, Scott will upload these imminently. You bet I will. Um, but so in Poison Ivy, we we get probably the best version of like the take off your glasses and you're hot, like mm-hmm. that trope that mm-hmm. I hate is just it's great here. Yeah. In, in this ridiculous superhero movie, it's like totally fine. So she goes from being like totally gorgeous, but she's wearing glasses, plant scientist to hotness usually is what they're Ivy. called. Whatever. And so I'm a she plant was, doctor. I'm, I'm a tree doctor. So <laughs> this movie, I went to tree medical school. This movie deserves neither school. my sobriety nor my <laughs> ability to speak English language. It's fine. <laughs> hey guys, just letting you know, this is a precursor for when we get to Transformers too. By the way, when we get to Transformers, I, I it's going to be another level. I, pre- I I'm prepared for this. No, so but the Taylor again. Swift bit is that after she becomes Poison Ivy, she puts on this fucking amazing like bodysuit, like bejeweled green bodysuit, and it has a hood. It has like a like a scarf slash hood up around it. And it is functionally identical to my Swifties now. The black bodysuit that she wore on the reputation tour with the uh with the hood on it. And like the little kind of jacket thing. Like is this not the same outfit guys? Like No, okay. So it totally the only thing that's different is it looks like Swift is wearing a jacket and Ivy is wearing tights. She's yeah, she looks more like she's in a corset. But otherwise, it's the only that's the only difference. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, these are fucking identical. And this is the second Batman movie in a row, and therefore both of the Schumacher films that feature (laughs) a telling of the future of for Taylor Swift that Taylor Swift would watch these movies as a kid and say, I I'm going to wear we'll that. attend my next tour dressed <laughs> as the following Batman villains. Because right now we've got a Joker and then Poison Ivy. I will die on this hill. I, believe I look it. forward to seeing other times that Batman villains resemble a Taylor Swift outfit <laughs> and trying to start something on Swift talk about how she is obviously the biggest fucking like Batman nerd ever. <laughs> Dude, I would, I would love, I would literally go get her name tattooed on my fucking cheek. If she came out tomorrow and said, I love Batman, I've loved Batman forever, my costumes are all designed after Batman villains. I based everything off of the Schumacher films. Yeah. I dude mastermind. I would sell my car to go to her next concert. <laughs> that's what it would take. I would have sold my car to go to another Eras tour. Wouldn't we all? My oh, mom's my mad God. at you, by the way. I told her that you went. She's like, Oh my God. Tell Lindsay I love her, but I'm so mad. On the face of God at Gillette Stadium. Yep. <laughs> so that's all I have to say about poison. No, I, I, I guess I'd be kind of irritated me. 
I don't know what the fuck else to say about her. She was great. She was here. She was campy and crazy and her her motives really don't line up with freezes like no they don't that was interesting like i'm so confused by that cover the earth and ice doesn't really work for like also plants take back over like they have they remind me of like i don't know like you team up for like a certain leg of the journey but once you get to the final stretch it's all every man for themselves we're on the same sonic 2 who she was Dr. Robotnik and Knuckles. That's who they were. Dr. Robotnik brought Knuckles along. Oh so my God, you're so fucking right. Chaos Emerald. And then he's like, nah, bitch. And then he kicked him to the curb. Kicked him to the curb. Was all sad. Nah, bitch. I still haven't seen those. Oh they're really God, good. They're so fucking I know, I've heard good. that they're really good. I just haven't I haven't made the time. The second one's really funny. The fact that Knuckles doesn't understand. He's kind of like Drax. He doesn't understand like humor is one of the highlights and, of that movie. And Sonic goes, it's the worst. Yeah. From Parks and Rec. <laughs> when he did it, I just yelled. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm not emotionally available to be hurt that bad again. I, am. I know. I'm not. I'm I'm not ready. Not after good omens. <laughs> I'm ready to hear him yell, get in the fucking car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. For oh, sure. Just a quick note. James Gunn said Marvel did not approve that or did not say it was okay. He said, I... Or he, he didn't approve the F word. He just took the F word. They had done it. <laughs> they had done 19 takes of that entire scene. And that uh, that wasn't scripted at all. Yeah. Oh, I know. We talked about that in our review of it. That yeah. he just was like. But I just love that. Tired of this. Like, kind of I, he said, even if they didn't approve it, I still would have snuck it in there. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. It's the f- greatest use of the F word. Um, speaking of greatest things, by the way. Um Freeze, honestly, for me, is the best part of this movie. He's great, except for his suit plot. aside and his commentary, but like his story and his plot <clears throat> or like his goals, all that worked for me. And I think it's because it was taken directly from the Heart of Ice episode from Batman, the animated series. His whole story is taken from that episode. That actually makes sense. Yeah. What doesn't make sense is that he has a wall of fucking TV dinners in his room. Yeah, that was I, yeah, what the fuck, dude. Here's the other thing that like kind of led me back to wow, Batman is a terrible detective. <laughs> All of this sound and these lights are coming from this closed down ice cream factory, and you can't figure out that Mr. Freeze is fucking hiding there. It's also like so the same as like the penguin's lair. Like it really felt like it was happening. He lived in under the, the city. Place. No one knew he was there. Under yeah, the like city. It, this feels like that. Like it's like Penguin his, did not advertise where he city. was. <laughs> he's singing with all of his polar bears under the city. No, it's he's singing polar, the Snowmiser theme song. It's the thing I keep sending you guys when it, I talk about how much cold. I love the cold. It's just so bad. Like they're watching <laughs> Jack Frost or whatever. They're watching the year without a he's Santa Claus. Get it right. I don't I don't care. Oh my god, I hate it's so bad. <laughs> And he's got the stupid polar bear slippers and oh, and this random girl. Oh yeah, who wants to bang him? But he's like, yeah. I'm only in love with my frozen wife, and like, I was yeah. like, okay, and then never see her ever again. Yep, it just it's it was so bad. the slippers and the robe though were like I iconic. I hate when people talk during the movie. Um, dude, what was he smoking? Because it looked oh, that, like it's a, a cigar red. No, it it's like a red. Why did it look like a cigarette? I don't know. How was it lit? He he can't be around heat. Why did he have that? 
<laughs> I don't know. It looks Why, like a gigantic lit? cigarette, like the size of a cigar. And I was like, where were those when I was a smoker? I want a cigarette oh the size God. of Manhattan. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway oh, by the way guys for those of you who aren't subscribed to the patreon for those of you who will you'll see or, or who you are you'll see this in my notes but in huge bold underlined red letters i literally wrote we're not even going to talk about the abomination that is bane i will Bane's not i'm not my even mind to incorporate so i i have a theory as to why bane was included in this movie it's because Bane was introduced in the comics in 1993. That would explain why his mask is the luchador style mask. Mm-hmm. Because that was his first iteration. Yep. Also, there's I a moment. Movie, even when it first came out and I loved everything else, I always hated Bane. I yeah. Dude, the worst part of this movie for me is honestly, it's Uma Thurman reinforced steel. Not good. What? I actually wrote that in my notes specifically as well. Did you really do? Because of, yeah. oh, God damn it. I fucking, I can't stand it. Oh my God. Yeah. So Bane was introduced in 93. Um, it was actually the comic book, The Vengeance of Bane. Um, Mr. Freeze came out in 59, was also famously seen in Batman 1966. And Poison Ivy was also. She came um, out in, 19... in 1966. Oh, was it 1966? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and as we mentioned earlier if we didn't cut it uh she has an ongoing on and off again relationship with poison ivy harley quinn or yeah harley, poison ivy. see i don't even care anymore <laughs> <laughs> she has an ongoing on and off again relationship with with harley quinn who is obviously at that point estranged from the joker and is it's just it's just it's it's poo poo everyone everyone listening is just so no Awful, but Paul Dini um, famously created, as we mentioned, the Mister Freeze in Batman the Animated Series with his storyline Heart of Ice, which is largely what Mister Freeze was based off of in this um, mm-hmm. movie. At least his arc was. Everything else was not. Yeah, about nothing it. else about him. He didn't make quips like that. He was serious all the time. He didn't make yeah. jokes. All he cared about was saving Nora. I want to save Nora. Your uh, your quips uh, are no uh, effect on me, Batman. Yeah, and his suit is based off nineteen fifties alien robot suits. Yep, and fucking awesome. And Alfred, Alfred, good old Al. Don't worry. Not not he, not he uploaded his brain Batman. algorithms into the Bat computer. What? Everything's right, gonna be Jarvis. fine. All right, Jarvis. Dude. Like what the fuck was that? No, honestly, Dude, the the worst line was actually, and one of the worst lines was actually said by Alfred, which was, I'll tell you what the worst line was actually. The worst line was Alfred saying, "But I shan't be here forever." Who writes that? Yeah, that was actually pretty bad. I was like, it was. The, the and worst it's also like the actually, worst setup for foreshadowing ever. Like, dude, we there. Yeah. Why is this about Alfred? Why? I don't know. The, uh, because it's about family and it's about trust uh, and it's about and every so everyone has some like little family and bullshit. And Alfred is his, has his brother, which uh, you're not. That's the this. worst. Really his name was Wilfred. Dude. Yeah. First of all, his name Alfred's brother's name is Wilfred, Wilfred. and he's Wilfred missing. Alfred. 
<laughs> Dude. Oh my god. Uh it, that seriously is the worst fucking setup ever. He sends all this stuff to Wilfred, hoping he'll find this so that he will take over as the butler for Wayne Manor. But you can't find him, but you put all this secret identity bullshit on these fucking discs and you're like, whatever, we'll find it. What was the plan if Alfred died? First of all, he's not telling anybody he's sick. Right. So he's dying. No, that's the actual only detective work he does. Alfred's dying. He's not sick. He's, he's not dying. sick. He's dying and he right. won't tell any of us. But Alfred's like, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm dying. But also my brother's just going to show up one day and I'm going to be dead in my room. Um. And no one's going to fucking figure it out except the world's greatest detective. Um, and then his brother's just going to show up. Hey, I just, you know, I heard that uh, you guys had a butler and he just kicked the bucket recently. I know all your secrets, by the way. Um, let me in. Are you guys hiring? My yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just going to come and stay here. I know, my, I know my brother just died. Uh, Dude. <laughs> And also, his brother has to be also a billion years old. So, like, what's oh, the yeah. plan? Yeah. Like, why isn't he passing it down to? How is he Alicia Silverstone's if uncle? It, if it were a modern movie, Wilfred would be like twenty years younger and hot. Yep. He'd be <laughs> Michael Fassbender. Yeah. He might be her great uncle. I mean, yeah, I guess that's that, fine. That I had a great uncle who sense. I called uncle. That's he was fine. old as hell. He's old as hell. <laughs> Uncle Lenny was old as hell. He died in his 90s. He was crazy. He used to smoke weed with me. He was in his 80s. <laughs> and sneak me drinks and shit at family events. <laughs> Uncle Lenny was crazy. What a time to be alive, dude. He was the best. <laughs> I like how we just broke the characters down and then we're like, yeah, that's enough. We're done. That's, that, dude. <laughs> we're not going over the plot. I'm not. <laughs> Doing it. it doesn't fly. make sense, dude. Why does she team up with fucking Freeze? Uh, why does this movie exist? Oh like, my god! Is, I have so much stuff in the room of requirement, though. Holy shit! It's a yeah. pretty decent attempt at using multiple villains. I'll give it that. Like, it doesn't have that problem. Yeah. There's a lot of villains, but that's not why this movie sucks. Like, it's it like because it sucks. It's yeah, not, like, it's not, it doesn't suffer from Spider-Man Three. Yeah, it's not a Spider-Man 3, um, so that's great. And, you know, it's Uma Thurman and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's, like, awesome. They're Both of their, like, little minion squads are terrible, but they're great. They're horrendous. You know. Yeah. Chris also, great. <laughs> like, it's all great. It's all great. It's all fine. It's, it's all great. We're all fine here now. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, there's not really anything, like else to say about like themes of the movie or the plot or like why yeah. things are are things like this movie just exists like it's and then they all run at the screen pure chaos like it is a, such a fever dream and it's just and it exists but it's it's good that this exists this has to exist in batman because if this kind of nonsense i think i said this in our like batman the Batman review. Yeah. If this if this kind of nonsense doesn't exist in Batman, no, I said it. If these movies didn't exist, we wouldn't have had great movies like Batman Begins and The Batman. Because you have to just come out and say this is insane. Yeah. You know, we watched like The Batman, and we're like, did you see the scene where he was out in daylight? That was so ridiculous. It was like it was nuts, it's just dude. you know, like a lot of <laughs> elements of Batman are ridiculous. They're and just so outlandish. It's- it's good that there's a movie that calls it out and says this is fucking nonsense so that then we can like take it super seriously in other better movies. That's fair. I'll give you that. 
I guess, or something. Maybe. I don't know. If we're to learn anything from this, it's that this movie had to fall so that Batman Begins could fly. Which, yeah, sure. so that's a for really sure. good, that's actually a really good segue into the room of requirement. And I mentioned it at the beginning, but uh, Kevin Feige actually in 2009 mentioned this movie saying, quote, uh, Batman and Robin was the most important comic book film ever made because it forced studios to reevaluate costume hero films and led the way for opportunities like 2000's X-Men and 2002's Spider-Man to succeed. Because they began sticking more closely to the source material and not trying to make stories that just involved these characters. Spider-Man. Which is why Daredevil failed, by the way. Poor Ben. Uh, additionally, uh, back to the Toyota, Toyetic comment. Mr. Freeze's gun was literally designed by a toy company. It was lit- both of his versions of sense. the frost gun were designed by a toy company. Um, the LED in his mouthpiece actually began to spill legit battery acid into Arnold's mouth, and he was forced to wrap it in a balloon for each take. Um, <laughs> this actually is kind of insane to me. We talk all the time, especially we brought it up a lot in the Grinch for our Christmas episode last year, um, that prosthetics and stuff like this take forever to do. It was in Arnold Schwarzenegger's contract that he could only be on set and working for a maximum of 12 hours, and it took six hours to get him ready for this movie. So he really could only film for about three of those. Um, So that sucks. That's why this his scenes been, are very short. This would have been kind of a, a contemporary-ish of The Grinch, right? Didn't that come out in like 2001? It's the 2001, yeah. Yeah, so this is like not too far off of that, like a few yeah. years out from that movie coming out. Um, with a lot of the same stuff going on in the Lord of the Rings, right? Oh, yeah, situation. with all the orcs and stuff. Yeah. Also, well, no, Gimli had like a, like a lot of it, like, like the hobbits, ages. Yeah. To do ears and like everything. Their I mean, feet, too. They were everything. shoes, is what uh, Elijah Wood said. Basically, everyone but Aragorn. Um, the one dude (laughs) a ton of prosthetic yeah but anyway so that that's like in context of what that would have looked like yeah that's crazy they're better at it now because you can do so much for sure and like mixing and things like that um additionally freeze's suit was designed by studio legend armor terry english who for those of you who are deep fans will know that he was also the designer of much of the suits for alien the armor and gladiator the armor in thor the dark world and he was the armorer for the entire Harry Potter series, which we're in 1997. I got four years. I'm coming for you, Harry. So soon. So soon. English actually estimated that Freeze's armor once completed cost around $1.5 million of the film's overall budget. That's a lot for yeah. this movie. For this. I actually, so I was, as I was watching this, I was like, I feel like all the, the villain costume production money went into freezes costume yeah and then it went to bane because they had to create this stupid inflatable costume for him yeah and then they went to party <laughs> city for poison ivy they just covered her in green paper it's just all she, she needed was that bejeweled bodysuit that's true she's fine she's she in her lover era oh, and, 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 her show yeah, the that's we wear the bejeweled bodysuit during the lover era. And or she, if or if we want to go by the one that has the hood, it's reputation. But in, she, in eras. She went from having like normal red hair to this gnarly wig 
Yeah, it, her hair color did kind of change. Transition. It was like strawberry red by the end of the movie. Yeah. No, her hair was like out of control by the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, what the fuck were the two like buns on the top of her head? She was, it was great. It was great. She was great. I will say this though, and I didn't mention this earlier, but I do love the implication that Freeze does get vengeance at the end of the movie. Because of the implication. Oh, yeah. like The movie, yeah, I was watching it, and then that scene happened and went, wow, that that went dramatically dark. It's really super quickly. dark. Yeah. It like, escalated very quickly, and then it went right back down. Yeah. I <laughs> completely forgot about that, and then he just shows up in her cell, and it super implies that he fucking kills her oh yeah yeah and i thought i thought that was so dumb oh you can't you can't leave this little ring of light because it's oh blue. my god because it's cold only it's right there but as soon as he steps out of it it doesn't like take time to activate it's just instant yeah and like, oh, look, Come look, on. watch watch it's gonna get hot see how it's red now <laughs> i mean it's hot and now it's blue so I mean, it's cold. that's how they should have done it in his cell is like anything that's red that means it's super hot right there <laughs> oh my you're God, only dude. safe right here also he is an amazing ice sculpturist i just want to point yes, that out of course he is of course he is that's part of his superpower it was the most insane thing ever he, he just has power to destroy a movie franchise in one movie yeah um, also, speaking of Mr. Freeze, Ed Harris, Anthony Hopkins, and Patrick Stewart were all considered for the role of Mr. Freeze, though Schumacher does vehemently deny that Stewart was ever seriously considered for the role. This is fucking Jean-Luc Picard. He has no business being Mr. I Freeze. I know. No, he would never have agreed yeah, to Yeah, there's no way. Go, Do not engage. Yeah, don't no. engage. Get out of here. Um, and then finally... <laughs> Incongruency with the Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, the movie was nominated for 11 Golden Raspberries. Count it. And it only won one. You're so bad that you're not even you so, I know, dude. You're so you bad that you can't even win Razzies. The one they did win was Worst Supporting Actress for Silverstone, which oh. I feel really bad about. Poor girl. And that Never. one does really. So Chris O'Donnell was up there and Chris O'Donnell and George Clooney were up there for best, uh, worst on-screen duo. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, they had no chemistry together. That's yeah. true. It was very weakly drawn out. It didn't have a lot going for it. It was. I don't know. It was yeah. crazy. And it was ridiculous to watch. And I love it. And it's insane. But it is bad. Like, it was worse than I, I thought I was going to like it more than I did on this watch, guys. So I was going to give it a much stronger score. I'm <laughs> not. What um, did you give it? It was really bad. Um, I am giving this movie two Taylor Swift looking bodysuits out of 10. Because <laughs> that's what we have. Because that's just real. Because that's reality. That's the score I'm giving it. I don't know what it means. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. All right, I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> like I just don't even care anymore. Uh, Matt, what did you give this? I rate this movie two poopoos out of ten. Uh, I kind of expected that. <laughs> A hard burn. I rating Scott what? I, hey, I can't. I can't even, dude. I genuinely just laughed through this whole movie. I literally, I just, I laughed through this whole movie. I couldn't even fathom rating this. I, I will give it. I will give it one shitty Bane origin story out of Batman Begins. 
I was always so confused by Bane in that movie. He, dude. Okay. Because I, I of know this, we, I was dude. like, I thought Bane was that thing I hated. What's going on here? I was yeah. like really, truly confused. So, anyway, let's, we'll. This is we the have, only thing I'm going to say. I can't, I honestly cannot have Bane in this movie and not say this. Bane is easily one of Batman's smartest villains. And the fact that they relegated him to being a complete idiot who only says one or two words. Um, it just, um, oh my God. Yeah, dude. And the bombs look like icicles. Who has the time to design this shit? Mr. Freeze, bro. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> if no one has it's, anything else. It's so insane. Matt, thank you as always for being here. I, I thank you so much for helping me get through this. <laughs> Mm-mm. You're, not welcome. <laughs> You're not welcome at all. This oh, was, wow. This was, this was regrettable. Do we have you coming back for anything? Not that I know. No. I, don't, I don't even know what's on the slate. So, Well, then I'll get us out of here. All kinds of shit. Am I going to sit <sighs> out Saving Private Ryan? Do you want to sit out Saving Private Ryan? For Andrew? For Andrew? Well, I just think Andrew's always better Private than me. I, I, I love that movie. I just, Andrew's just always better than me at the war movies. It's true. I'll maybe that's what we'll do. I'll have Matt and Andrew come back for World War Two. God, I hate you. <laughs> War games ever after. We have a couple requests coming up. Bugs Life, Varsity Blues is on there. Um, but yeah, as always, guys, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We do hope that you enjoyed yourselves and maybe even learned something because God knows I fucking didn't. Um, actually, that's not true. I did actually kind of learn a lot of weird shit. Uh, but yeah, please join us next week for Disney's Hercules. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast, as well as follow us on all of our social media. You can find the links to our sites and social media in the episode descriptions. If you would like to support the podcast, not only will we love you forever, but we would encourage you to follow us on our Patreon, where you can find our show notes for each and every episode. Make sure to check out the websites for all of our timeline goodies, including request the timeline. Let us know what you want to see, and we'll make it happen, Captain. But until next time. Stay nerdy. Also, Matt, I'm going to keep your notes on here.